A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive in June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive in June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. The following is a presentation of the Four Center podcast feed. From the center of the galaxy, this is the Four Center podcast feed. I'm Ken Napson. I'm Joseph Scrimshaw, and this is one of our News and Cues episodes. The Cues stands for question, and the word news stands for the word news. And today we're going to even have kind of breaking news for us here on a recording schedule. <laughs> it's not in our notes, which is nice to occasionally be ahead of things. Uh, before we get to all of that, we want to remind you that today's podcast is brought to you by Audible. Get a free audiobook download and a 30-day 
free trial at audibletrial.com slash force center over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iphone android kindle or mp3 player and as always a little bit later of our force center recommends an audiobook we think you should try out on us but the deals don't stop there joseph no they continue with the exciting offer of insight editions they are the publisher of a ton of great star wars books uh insight editions is offering 35 percent off across their website with a special Force Center code, you can get your discount by entering the code FC35, or you can visit the website with this link, insighteditions.com slash discount slash FC35. This okay. week, we're recommending the uh, the Insight Editions book, Star Wars Galactic Baking. Oh, yes. And I have it in my hands, Joseph. Oh, that's right. I have it in a box that I should open. <laughs> I forgot that's what that was. I just opened it up to the Resistance Ration Bars. Ooh. Do you Ooh. like the granola bars that Poe probably ate? The one. <laughs> when I think about it that way, when I think about, you know, Claude probably ate those, yeah. then I'm going to get bacon. Bacon, bacon, bacon. Uh, TIE Fighter ice cream sandwiches. Oh, boy. Anyways, I, I, I'm going to get hungry. Anyways. Yeah, there's a ton of great stuff in there. So, uh, yeah, like we said in the offer, you can go check it out with the FC35 code. And this book is coming out. we got some advanced copies coming out on May the 4th, which, of course, is Star Wars Day and coming up really pretty soon in the grand scheme of things. It is. Oh, my gosh. And the way time moves, we'll be right here uh, celebrating soon. <laughs> Uh, and I think we got to uh, firm with the details, but stay tuned for a little thing. We may be doing a thing with a local library on May the 4th. Uh, Excellent. Star Wars, isn't that? So books, books, books all around. Um, uh, thank you for that. Uh, wonderful ad read. Joseph, uh, we are going to catch up on Star Wars or Life Adventures. That's always a dicey, uh, dicey thing to discuss. Today. <laughs> uh, uh, how was, uh, how's things going for you, my friend? Yes, there were some ups and downs this week, uh, but uh, I'm going to focus on the ups to have some fun. Uh, yeah, just a real busy week. Lots of things going on. Uh, didn't really have time for any Star Wars uh, adventures, and I was thinking I didn't have any Star Wars adventures. And then I did remember kind of a, a small one, uh, a, a quest that I was offered to go on in a certain way uh, by a tweet Um Friend of the show, uh, fellow Star Wars podcaster Alden Diaz had a nice tweet about some uh, three and three quarter inch Star Wars action figures uh, that he bought. And because I uh, simply will not stop talking about them, uh, he had a nice tweet about uh, thinking of me when he got that. And I wanted to respond to him in a in a friendly way because um, he, he made a joke kind of about like there was some force spirit of me in the aisle when he picked up three and three quarter action figures. So I had that memory of like i know somewhere in my thirty thousand photos of the last almost decade of my life that i keep on my phone in a completely unwise way i know i have a photo of me in a toy aisle uh right before i left minneapolis in fact i think it might have been the day i left minneapolis it was like a um a ritual last visit <laughs> of of the minneapolis target that my wife and i went to oh, yeah. Uh, and it was just a nice picture of me holding an action figure that I liked and kind of looking off into the, into the distance, uh, like I was on a movie poster. So I was like, Oh, I'll, I'll find that. And I'll, I'll respond to all with that. And that was really nice. Uh, but it reminded me that I don't have that action figure and I want it. So now I have to go <laughs> track down the three and three quarter figure I was posing with, or rather figures. Cause it's the mission series, uh, which I have the, the Yoda and the Sidious of. Uh, but it's a, a slightly earlier version of the mission series, and it's uh, Obi-Wan and Maul. Mm. And Maul with, uh, mm. with Clone Wars legs. So I got to track that one down. Yeah, you need those Clone Wars legs. Oh, <laughs> that's awesome. 
Yeah, I need Maul with all of his different legs. All the Maul legs uh, need to be here in my home with me. So that was my big, uh, big Star Wars adventure. Uh, not a ton of uh, life adventures uh, that are super fun or exciting to talk about, but it sounds like you had some great life adventures oh, this week. Yeah, yeah, I absolutely did. It, uh, uh, a friend of the show, actually a previous guest on the show, and will be a guest again, uh, musician, singer-songwriter Van William, uh, was um, he and his uh, his partner Sylvia had uh, lost their dog uh, Sunday, was that March 14th, uh, uh, f- just a freak day, uh, a dog bolted out of a house they were, they were uh, at, and a house, a house the dog was very familiar with. But long story short, it bolted out into an area of Los Angeles above Eagle Rock that has a lot of wilderness and a lot of coyotes and raccoons and animals and places to hide and houses that you can't get to because the gates are up, all those kind of things. And and it was kind of sad. You know, I, I'm such an animal lover. I just get, it breaks my heart. And, uh, you know, they no sign of it, no, no sign of the dog. And, and by Wednesday, they started getting uh, reports that there might have might have been a dog sighting and you know and they start working with a dog whisperer which is like a jedi i'm just gonna be <laughs> a jedi and they changed uh they got some great advice on changing the posters like people put too much information up just put a picture of the dog with the word lost and a phone number we'll take care of the rest <laughs> uh not these seven photos and last scene and height and weight and you know uh, like carrots like none of that essay yeah yeah uh, where you know to, to save time and story. It was, so by Wednesday night, I um uh was driving out with about ten other of the of friends. Uh, some people I haven't even met, and and we were all just in the area, you know, doing the stakeout in the cars. And it, it was so crazy. I, I, have a, I have a lower car now. My my old my, I have an older Mustang, and the windows down. And a coyote comes up to my car, like, "Hey, is that a Mustang? <laughs> ah, cool." And we're like, we're thinking in the back of it. There's no way this dog could survive. It's a little tiny. 10, 15 pound at the most dog. Right. Um, and I'll tell you what, flash forward, I'm there you know, Friday night, I'm there Saturday morning and, and all these people are there. We're just, scou- and then we started getting reports Friday night, four calls in two minutes. Wow. Friday night. So a text goes out. There was a big group text and anyone with a car, let's go. Well, I'm, I'm about 45 minutes away. Uh, with thanks to LA traffic and, and travel, I get in my car and I head, I tell grace, I got to go. And uh, we all go out there. We couldn't find it. It was so heartbreaking. And people were out till two, three in the morning, just waiting. Uh, uh, Vance's partner, Sylvia, 24 hours a day, you know, and we started to give up hope. And Saturday I'm there. I'm, I'm talking with Van. I'm like, we're there about noon. And then I got like, I got, I got to, I got to go record some shows. I, I got to go. I'll be back. Just let me know. I drive away at uh, 10 minutes later. The dog is seen running down the street. Aww. and they lose it again. They can't find it. No. And, and the dog whispered, said, you know, take your shoes off, f- turn your socks inside out. And the, the Sylvia, the primary owner of the dog, you know, that's owned her, the dog for most of her life, walk from the last seen, seen spot, last reported sighting, walk back to the house with on the street in your socks <laughs> inside out, you know, and you just hear, you know, mystic music plays as the dog whisperer disappears into the, no one, yes. by the way, no one met him. They don't know what Mike, the dog whisperer looks like. They just, a friend connected him and he just was sending texts and phone calls. So he's, he's, it's just like a voice. So it's just like, you know, uh, uh, reach out with your feelings and uh, your feet and the, the yes. dog will sense you. And everything he predicted, and, and we started to get a closer, closer perimeter around where the dog might be, but you can't. And I'm trying to get Mark Riley to charge up his uh, drone uh, and fly out with the drone, and and I finally have to go. And so anyways, what ends up happening six days later, probably because of the scent thing, um, the dog just walks back into the house, and Van turns the corner 
de- dejected and defeated. And they asked a the gardener, they go, have you seen this dog? And the gardener just goes, what do you think? Yeah, it's, it's right there. <laughs> they all turn around and the dog's on the patio Aww. and you, you know, you don't rush to it. You give it a couple minutes to recalibrate and the tail starts wagging uninjured, hungry, thirsty, uh, needed its medication, uninjured, six days in the wilderness of Los Angeles. And it just put me in a good mood, reaffirmed. And not every missing dog story has a happy ending. And I, I get it. And it, but like, man, it just, it just, uh, faith, hope, big star Wars themes, um, are always found in life. And it was a great story, a great reunion. Uh, so many happy videos are on Van and uh, Sylvia's Instagram pages. Uh, just the dog drinking the biggest sip of water you've ever seen a dog take in, its life, in, a, in your life. Um, just a happy reunion. And, you know, it's a uh, Star Wars in real life. Uh, you know, rebe- rebellions and finding dogs are built on hope. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that is, that is like this uh, small uh, real life version of, you know, Mando in Grogu, right? Of <laughs> yeah. this wonderful little, little being that's in your life that you want to protect and mm-hmm. help and nurture. And that's so great uh, yeah. that you were one of the, uh, the many Mandos and uh, yeah. Luke's. <laughs> uh trying to help out poor grogu in ahsoka's and yeah so so. many different characters it was great it's just great so aita you're home stay home close yeah Uh, stay home yeah that's so it it is so weird to you know sometimes there's that perception of this whole los angeles metro area of just like Mm. there's no nature it's just Mm. urban everywhere it's just uh, strip malls and then the occasional palm tree and like you know, uh, we can walk into Griffith, uh, about 15 minutes, Griffith Park, uh, you know, go up to where the uh, the Batcave is from the 1960 television show and got to be real careful because those, you know, yeah. the family of coyotes looked at me once like, is it worth it? Like, I could see the thought bubbles. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, he looks pretty scrawny. Is it worth it? Is it worth it? You know, (laughs) nature, it it all, it makes me think of star Wars too, of just the, you know, the nature and the power of nature is all around us always, even when we don't feel it. Right. It is. And the lessons of patience too. And the dog whisperer kept saying patience marathon, not a sprint Think It's a wild animal. And I can't, you know, we always go to Qui-Gon, which is interesting because it's moments before Qui-Gon's death example I use. But it's just such, uh, you know, and that was a Star Wars lesson, too. And, and, and yeah, you're so right. Nature, patience, hope, all there. Great real life and Star Wars adventure all rolled into one big happy dog story. That's great, Ken. Uh, happy dog story, indeed. So uh, speaking of uh, happy news, let's dive into some Star Wars news. And we got some good stuff going on. This one is the... Uh, Late breaking news and and shout out to our uh, Patreon supporters in our Discord who are often uh, different time zones, different parts of the world. So sometimes they see the news posted in the Discord server when you and I are still asleep, Joseph. So this one uh, <laughs> uh, this morning, uh, Star Wars Delray tweeted out uh, that this year's uh, Star Wars Visions will bring all new creative takes on Star Wars from the world's best anime creators. Coming October 12th, an original novel inspired by one of those animated tales. A Star Wars book quite unlike any before it called Ronin by Emma Miko Kendon. Uh, they do a follow-up tweet. says, just to be clear, this is not a novelization. This is an original novel. And to tell it, we're so thrilled to have a vibrant new voice. And Emma joining the Star Wars author family. We can't wait to share more of Emma Miko Kendon's story with you soon. So that's coming October 12th. And one hand, that's cool. Uh, I'd say maybe minor news, but Joseph, you've pointed out that uh, that's some major confirmation in this announcement here 
Yeah, so if this book is coming October 12th and it's uh, in, inspired by one of the animated tales that tells me, we know that uh, Star Wars Visions was going to come out sometimes in, sometime in 2021. I forget if we have an actual date, but that means, you know, relatively soon. Um, and most importantly to me, the, my biggest question about Visions has been, is it uh, uh, anime creators interpreting existing Star Wars stories or is it new stories? And this makes me feel like it's new stories, which I'm honestly a little bit more excited from for, yeah. you know? Yeah. The, yeah. I, 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 I'm really excited about Star Wars Visions, but it was a different kind of excitement than the other projects. Right. It was like, oh, OK, that's uh, so interpretations and uh, uh, it's not part of the big picture and everything. And, and, and who knows? Maybe I don't, I don't know where the canon nature of these projects are but here in this and seeing original story and that that term ronin i think a lot of people just um, familiar with you know that kind of story that kind of uh a, a, a character if you will uh, mm-hmm. or they're just familiar with the de niro movie with natasha mccallone yelling there's no handler which has one of the best car chases ever in that movie check it out <laughs> um i and now i'm just like now i'm uh i don't want to say i'm more invested because that 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 it's not fair to the creators of Star Wars Visions and of the things that are already being made. But you know what I mean, Joseph? Just I'm like, okay, now you uh, more stories to tell from different perspectives, all those kind of things. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm excited about this. Yeah, I mean, I think it's just uh, – it's a big deal. It's a big difference. You know, I absolutely love uh, the Galaxy Adventures video series that uh, Titmouse uh, Animation did. Um, that is these great different visual takes on mm-hmm. – uh, classic characters and classic moments. And those do such an amazing job of let's distill the heart of who Obi-Wan Kenobi is through his journeys and let's condense it down to, you know, a minute, two minutes, but we'll do it with this really exciting, different visual style. That's a great thing. But in a way, we already have that. So a part of me really wants to feel like we have Star Wars visions, something that's saying, hey, Star Wars has borrowed a lot <laughs> from yeah. this uh, culture of storytelling. Why don't you actually come in and, and tell some stories, uh, you mm-hmm. know, that I want, I'm more excited to have it be not just visually, how would you reinterpret existing narratives and characters, mm-hmm. but what entirely new ideas, planets, you know, moments yeah. would you bring to Star Wars? That's a little bit of a bigger deal. Uh, th- yeah, y- yeah, you're really tapping into... I think what I'm what I'm excited about now, where where again, I wasn't not excited before, but it's like, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like Gal- I love the Galaxy Adventures, but it's like that's ninth on my things I watch on Star Wars on the depth <laughs> chart. Um, but if it was original and completely new, I think uh, my enjoy- enjoyment of those would go up even more. And there's already enjoyment. So yeah. Anyways, long story short, uh, this is interesting, exciting, and, and cool confirmation of that uh, new story coming to Star Wars. Yeah, absolutely. I am thrilled by it, and also just really cool to continue to see how different. Uh, parts of the Star Wars uh, storytelling uh, armada, <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> to use a random noun, uh, can speak to one another. This is a cool mm-hmm. announcement that there's going to there's one of those stories is for for Disney Plus is so inspiring that hey we're going to do a book on it. That's really cool. Mm. That's great. I love that. So that was uh, late breaking news. Uh, we love getting that under the wire here on our Four Center program. But the news that we uh, knew was coming, that we knew we were going to discuss here, is uh, let's start with this one here, Joseph. Get ready to caravan with some courage. <laughs> this broke last week, and uh, 
much conversation, I'd say, around them. Uh, Disney Plus, you've heard of that streaming service. We'll be adding the Ewok movies. Oh, boy. Caravan of Courage, Battle of Endor. The Ewoks cartoons, all two seasons and all 25 segments of the original Clone Wars series uh, with the, um, the animation and the Tartakovsky stuff going on there. And then uh, the big one, perhaps, the animation short from the holiday special called The Story of the Faithful Wookiee. Uh, we all know this for inspiring John Favreau to make the Mandalorian, allegedly. So <laughs> there you go. That is a, and, and there could be more droids is not on there. And a lot of people saying, well, could they be holding that back for a May 4th special announcement? Droids, the animated series is in our lap. So uh, it's got a bunch of Beatles music. They have to clear, right? That's uh, the hold up on droids. Is that what it is? <laughs> Didn't look that far into it. That's the one. Um, so uh, first thing I just say, you know, no does not mean any of this is necessarily canon though let's be honest caravan of courage battle of endor we know it's we know it's canon in our hearts at this point <laughs> uh so what do we think about the vaults being opened here joseph i think this is great i think i'm really excited to have access to a, a ton of this stuff um i was thinking about that canon thing and i know that can be a distraction for some uh you know mm. some fans and i was looking at the way all the marvel content is labeled you know and it's not like they have big disclaimers about what is part of the mcu or not kind of thing it's not like they have stamps of like yeah. <laughs> but they do have it listed separately they have it like mm. the primary thing when you go to the marvel tab is like here's phase one of the mcu and then like here's other marvel movies you know right. and i wonder uh i was actually inspired by the write-up of this on star wars uh newsnet uh mm. we get a lot of our articles uh from star wars newsnet always have good things to say about them uh, the, just the article talked about how this retro Star Wars content is coming. And that struck mm. me as interesting. If that would be fun to have this as a tab of like, it's retro is in or legends, uh, you know? Yeah. Um, I think that would be cool because I think there are people who are long-term Star Wars fans who do get a little confused about what is and isn't canon. And I think it'd be great to have those distractions put away. So I kind of hope they, they make a little category for this stuff because I think it should absolutely be available. But I think, you know, should help people with not get distracted by the canon. Yeah. Versus retro versus legends. Retro <laughs> legends. Original prequel. Yeah, I'm right there with you on that because I think I think they needed to come out a, a little come out swinging a little bit in 2014 of new canon and new era. And and, and, I, and I think you and I are are. are behind that idea of, of of the new canon might have been needed or at least was an interesting idea that we think uh, has gone pretty well others others might disagree we understand that but i think now especially five six years into this to uh, saying kind of look all are welcome the stories that moved you 10 15 20 years ago these stories that entertained you are still valid they're still here and they might not be part of this story so to speak but don't get held up on that enjoy what's here Go down the memories. I love what you say. Retro, uh, old school, whatever you want to say it. Legends works as well. Uh, I'm excited by that. Um, I do own the Clone Wars uh, micro series on, on on digital video disc volumes one and two, uh, but I haven't watched them for a long time. And I I am I am of that ilk that sometimes rents a movie from Amazon Prime because I don't want to go over to my bookshelf to find it. So <laughs> this will help me watch them again, uh, and then. You and I bless you for supporting this struggling startup, Amazon. <laughs> yes, yes, they need my dollar ninety nine. Um, and, and then you and I, uh, this is uh, funny because <laughs> you sir tracked down actual copies of these Ewok movies that we paid, you know, top dollar prices for, and uh, we just turns out we just had to wait a couple months. Yeah, no, I mean, it, it was 
I can't remember. I think there had been an article or some discussion uh, about perhaps Disney won't ever add these Ewok movies. And I realized, like, they're on disc and, you know, they might get to be real collector items. So it's like, oh, I'm going to look at uh, how much these are. And like, oh, they're a little spendy, but mm-hmm. I'd like to get them. And it's like, no, wait, I should, uh, you know, talk to Ken. Uh, we'll get them for myself. Ken, we got to get them for Jennifer. Yeah. And then we're going to do a big episode on it. And then it was like this summer and we're like way too busy yeah. <laughs> keeping up with all of the books and all of the life. Uh, yeah. And they're, they're sitting like in my living room, staring at me daily, uh, which is funny, but this will be good because I think this will be even more motivation when these yeah. land. I think there's going to be a hunger to discuss them. And yes. Honestly, the thing that I'm most uh, excited to rewatch is those Ewok movies. Um, yeah. I watched them when they were broadcast. Um, I think right. I kind of enjoyed them, but they were one of the things for that mm-hmm. era of fan that I think uh, sometimes fueled Ewok resentment. <laughs> oh, yeah. Of Star Wars is gone, but the only thing that seems to be continuing is the Ewoks. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm so, so excited to rewatch them uh, with fresh eyes, you know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I remember watching um, Caravan and Courage with great anticipation. Um, oh, good. We're going back to Endor. I can't wait for Han and Leia. <laughs> and, you know, I'm, what, by this point, nine, ten. And, uh, yeah, that was an experience. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but now this is, it's going to be so different. You know, I, I think I've seen some, you know, there's been some clips in uh, behind the scenes on Mando about, like, hey, remember how the Blurgs came from here and seeing that, yes. you know, weird stop action Blurg and yeah, uh, and oh, you know, wow. I know that uh, my attitude uh, about the Ewoks has turned around since the mid '80s. Yeah. Uh, much yeah. more excited for the Ewoks, so that sort of distraction is gone. Of just you know, I'm not a very young person uh, upset because there aren't lightsabers, and instead there are teddy bears. <laughs> yeah, I have left those uh, frustrations in the past, so I'm really, really excited uh, to watch these. Yeah, and then my my reaction won't be why is the old guy from the TV show uh, Our House. Uh, <laughs> there in these movies uh yes and and we know nathan hamill's probably happy about teak getting oh his, yeah this is gonna uh, be a teak renaissance a teak renaissance is coming um the uh the cartoon well, that's a different experience and and uh, be fun to maybe revisit that um, um but uh the story of faithful wookie i i definitely beg some discussion because it, it's um generally well remembered in Star Wars legends, just legends among fans of oh, I remember that anime Boba Fett and all that. But the Boba Fett thing was cool, yeah, yeah, yeah. And and of course, George being um, famously uh, non-supportive of the holiday special, but uh, this has been cited a few times. So this is a, I love that this is coming, and we can see the pulse rifle and all the things again. Um, whether or not this means uh, George will suddenly issue a statement that says, uh, uh, "Yeah, whatever, air the whole holiday special." I don't think so. I don't think so. But you have to wonder. So what do you think about this one? You excited to watch the story of the faithful Wookiee? Yeah, no, I'm, it, I think it makes a ton of sense because at this point it is, you know, it, it's not just its own thing. It's a DNA of, of the Mandalorian, right? It's, you know, some of the first animated Star Wars, which makes, you know, makes it a pretty big deal now that Star Wars animation is such a huge part of what Star Wars is. So I'm, I'm really excited. Uh, I always enjoy watching that. I hope it is, this is just kind of the holiday special getting its foot in the door, though. I would like the whole holiday special to be available. Absolutely. I have, Sorry, I apologize to Mr. Lucas, but yeah. I want to watch the whole thing on streaming. Well, look, you know, I have I have a copy on my friend Billy Patterson got me like, but I want it for real, George. Just let's have it for real. Yeah, it's okay. It's okay. 
yeah. um, I'm also super, super excited to rewatch those Clone Wars. Uh, I have mm-hmm. watched them uh, in the last several years, and I'm really excited to do. Obviously, we'll discuss uh, you know a lot of this stuff on Force Center, but since you and I are doing the big Clone Wars rewatch of you know the the Lucas uh, series, mm-hmm. um, I'm really excited to revisit. Uh, this original series. I loved it so much when it first mm-hmm. came out, but then when I rewatched it, uh, like uh, two or three years ago, I had a little bit of an uncanny Valley feeling where it was like, mm-hmm. I kind of love this, but it is not the clone wars I have come to know. It was, you know, it's, you know, like the, that eighties cliche of like the cousins came to visit and they're not the main characters, but also they kind of just are the main characters again. <laughs> I had that weird reaction to it. And I'm, I'm really, it would be really great to watch that uh, series the same way you and I have been watching the clone wars yeah. with that kind of uh, depth of like, what's, what are the ideas? You know, how does it balance what has come before of star Wars and, and mm-hmm. see how I feel then. Yeah, can't, I can't wait. A lot of stuff with Adventurous and Grievous and uh, Mace, Kit Fisto, and 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 Dirge. And, yeah, Dirge, Anakin the Trials. A lot of great stuff there. So I uh, can't wait to uh, revisit. I, I'm I'm excited about this as well. And because they're they're a little bite sized. They're they're little, it's, a, it's a quick afternoon too. I just want to watch those. So, Absolutely. Yeah, that's it for now. In the dump of uh, great content coming our way. I you know uh, I I'm waiting for the day where they just release the Muppet Babies Star Wars episodes here on Disney. <laughs> it's coming soon it's coming soon all right next story up here we've got uh toy alert toy alert uh new black series six inch figures are going to go deep into lucas films past we got four figures to talk about here uh of course we know we are we're in the 50th year of lucas film uh, the actual formation of the company that's insane to think about but here we go these are all inspired <laughs> from comics uh, first is uh, from the 1991 adaptation of Heir to the Empire. It's Luke Skywalker and uh, Yalsa Samiri, Yesel Samiri, the Timothy Zahn doesn't want to write anything we can pronounce the character. He's, of course, Thrawn's the, little pets that could hold off the Force. The Salami Rat. The Salami Rat, indeed. Then we got Darth Maul from the 2000 series, Star Wars Darth Maul. Uh, Kier Kanos from the 1997 Star Wars Crimson Empire. Also, it was interesting. Hasbro mislabeled the box as another character, Connor Jax, which caused StarWars.com to write the wrong character description up. They've all since corrected him. And then finally, perhaps not least, uh, Jackson from the original Marvel run and also IDW Star Wars Adventure series. This is Kevin Scott's dream, something he's been uh, pushing for and writing about and sneaking him in and finally just getting him in from, the, to the, from a certain point of view story, uh, covering the Empire stuff. So here we go. This is pretty uh, fun stuff in terms of figures. Thoughts on this idea overall, Joseph, and then thoughts on these figures. Yeah, I love the celebration of Lucasfilm as a company. You know, we've talked about that a little bit. I just, I, I really like that they're doing that. A lot of it is obviously Star Wars, but I like that it is uh, other things as well. I really do uh, appreciate that they are celebrating legends. I know you and I sometimes are not uh, the hugest fans of legends, or there's problems that we have, you know, parts of it that, you know, don't, don't feel like our Star Wars to us. Um, but I really love that they are celebrating. That is a huge part of this history. And these yeah. stories and characters mean a ton uh, to Star Wars fans. And the Legends canon distinction only matters so much. These are is exactly as you were saying before. These are stories that people love. And, you know, a lot of the, the figures from, you know, these figures are from eras where 
if you wanted to continue to enjoy being in this galaxy far, far away, this is where it's coming from, you know? Yeah. So I think it's great that they are specifically Legends figures. Yeah, no, exactly. Again, it's similar to, to talking about the Disney Plus uh, adding uh, those those shelves. It's just like, all right, cool. We, we, we've we got this new era, new canon. Uh, you might not like it. You might you might love it. Um, but uh, we've got 50 years to go back on. So um, I, I do like this idea. And I think the choice of figures are, are interesting, intriguing, and, and uh, uh, run the gamut of, of, of characters there. So um thoughts on these specific figures i especially want to get your take on the luke skywalker one you're such a luke fan uh, you can add this uh, buff shirtless luke to your collection <laughs> i actually think it's a really yeah i think it's a great luke figure and i'm mm-hmm. often not as big of a fan of the articulated figures uh where there's mm-hmm. flesh and it's like hey remember when luke had big knobs in his elbows <laughs> <laughs> uh, but this one actually and i know they always look uh, better when they're posed but this one uh, looks great uh, I have to say for myself, uh, the the Samira, yeah. uh, the the force uh, no force bubble uh, salami rats. Uh, personally, I don't, and I never have. I remember being in my bedroom, <laughs> uh, it's freezing cold in Minneapolis, cuddled up by the heater, reading that book, going nah. <laughs> uh, I was enjoying the book, but. You know, uh, the uh, I do love the vision of the force of mm. it is a, a spiritual, fantastic thing. It's not a science fictiony thing where like, here's the switch where the force goes off, you know. Yeah. So uh, that's never been for me. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I'm very happy to see it in figure form. Uh, personally, Jackson is the one that I want. Jackson, it, you know, if you had asked me, if they had announced they were going to do this mm-hmm. and asked me which figure I wanted, I would have said Jackson. You know, I, yeah. I just, I, I love what he symbolizes, you know, starting in that original Marvel run. Mm-hmm. I didn't have a ton of those Marvel comics uh, back then. Yeah, I think like my grandfather and my dad at a couple different points just went to the store and bought the like seven or eight of the comics you know i've since tracked it down like right. oh all those comics i remember are were released on this specific thursday yeah. <laughs> you know yeah and that's just what my grandpa and my dad grabbed that day wherever they were uh in the jackson issue of the original star wars run is is one of those so he's been burned in my memory uh since youth and i kind of love that he symbolizes um the kind of wild west of early star wars storytelling when the aesthetic wasn't as uh, established yeah uh, he, he he represents the silly side of star wars and that is a part that's always been there and then this kind of modern push to you know largely Kevin scott led uh to really bring him into into canon with little hints in the yeah. uh then he was in kevin scott's idw comics and then in the from a certain point of view uh, so I really like him. I really like what he represents. And I like that there is such a great contrast that he is such a symbol of the bizarreness and silliness of Star Wars. And now here he is in the like incredibly well-crafted, hyper-realistic, mm-hmm. super serious, very well-done line of Black Series 6-inch, you know? Yeah. Yeah. You know, um, I think I want this figure too. And then I want to go back in time to 2014 and show myself this figure <laughs> and then watch 2014 Ken go, I'm out. I'm out. I don't, I don't like this anymore. And then go, don't worry. It's going to be okay. Um, <laughs> there's a lot of star Wars characters and you, you and I were kind of discussing this off air of like, uh, it just it's, it's, it's the, my, my own growth as a star Wars fan speaking for myself of just 
things that might have been huge problems before, even if I still don't enjoy them, I still can engage with them in a much different way. Eber Gascon comes to mind all the time. Um, AP5 singing in space. Uh, basically any weird Stephen Stanton character, apparently. Uh, <laughs> but uh, Jackson was one that I, I you know, remember when that first cover, it was a, a variant cover of, the, of Marvel number one when Star Wars relaunched in 2014. And it had Han, Luke, Leia, Chewie, thing. they're all on one side of the door and Jackson's knocking on the other side saying, hey, I hear you guys, let me in, whatever. I remember just going, yeah, finally, we're getting rid of the chuff. Like, toss it. Like, I'm so here for this. Um, you know, again, Jack, is that Jack's never going to be my favorite character? No, but it's it's just a testament to this weird, crazy little space saga that we love, that this rabbit with blasters might be something that could sit on my shelf now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and and I, I think that this, for, what is it? It's four figures, right? For four figures. Yeah. Uh, one, two, three, four. They do a great job of a spread of styles of Star mm-hmm. Wars storytelling. And, you know, another thing that I, I have been really enjoying experiencing mm-hmm. by getting to hear from lots of different Star Wars fans and listeners is, you know, we all come to Star Wars at different times. And this is such a spread of time, too. And each one of these figures, I can imagine somebody being like, but that was my entry to Star Wars. Yeah. And I think that's why this line, even though some of the figures are like, yeah, not a big deal for me, but I want Jackson. It, it, that I'm just really excited about it because it is really a reflection of celebrating everyone's entry point to Star Wars and that they're all different. Totally, totally. And all this begs the question, are there other characters that we would want for them to release part of this 50th uh, anniversary of Lucasfilm? Because you got to know they're cooking them some more. What do you think, Joseph? Oh, yeah. If there's any more from Legends, uh, they made a three and three quarter black series. Mm. Uh, but I wouldn't mind a six inch Darth Plagueis, especially mm. since the, it's that I think is that figure that came with the staff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That caused the great Plagueis uh, theorizing of uh, 2014, 2015. <laughs> you know, so a six inch Darth Plagueis with not Ray's staff, but yeah. his own staff. That, that would be pretty fascinating. And, and to always be fair, the staffs did look strikingly similar i'll i'll admit that um but oh the heady days of 2014 yeah yes the great staff days Mm -hmm. uh so that that would be a cool thing from legends you know it would be great if they did um if they opened up the the canon worms of doing like four figures from across you know modern canon publishing and you got Mm -hmm. you know one character from the high republic you got ray sloan you got one character uh Mm -hmm. from alphabet squadron you know that would be really interesting Ooh, that's good stuff. That's good stuff. Um, some some thoughts, and I'm gonna admit, I'm I'm uh, I'm gonna cheat here, and I'll allow you to bounce back with some cheats yourself there too. Um, I uh, in terms of Star Wars in this kind of vein, uh, Talon card. I always said it's one of my. I do enjoy Talon card from the Air the Empire series, so maybe a Talon card uh, would work for me. Um, there was I did end up reading it. Mark Riley's a big fan of them, and they used to he just had him sitting on the Collider Rider room table. So I read that kind of big what if series of you know, what if after Empire, Luke went bad and Leia went bad? And why well, I didn't super, it was fun to read and not my idea of what I would want to have happened, of course. But a, a figure of like dark Sith Leia or, or Luke would be interesting to me uh, just to have. Um, but then I'm going to cheat, Joseph. I'm going to cheat. This is a celebration of Lucasfilm, right? Mm-hmm. I would like a, uh, and whether or not I'm trying to think it could be even before Lucasfilm in terms of, I don't know, he probably formed the, the company to make the film. I want a I want a Bob Duvall in uh, THX 1138. <laughs> give me a Bob Duvall, uh, a Robert Duvall, and then um, uh, give me I want an Indiana Jones man, right? 
I want an Indiana Jones. I'd love a Willow Ulfgood. I'd love a Mad Morgan. Anything from Willow. Short round. I would take a, a Marion Ravenwood. But I, I need. There's so few uh, quality Indiana Jones figures out there. There's some great stuff out there. Don't 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 get me wrong. But they've tried, and the figures never caught on. The re-release figures around the Crystal Skull did not catch on. A six-inch Black Series Indiana Jones. Come on, I'd pay top dollar right now. Yeah, you know what? I want uh, I want a 50th anniversary Lucasfilm uh, three-pack evolution of Harrison Ford, right? <laughs> and you you get him in his weird cowboy hat from American Graffiti. <laughs> yeah. Wow. And then you get, you know, whichever Han Solo you want. You know what? Screw it. It's You, you get it specifically yeah. Han Solo as he looks in Courtship of Princess Leia. <laughs> and then uh, you get Indiana Jones. And you know what? Screw it. Go old Indiana Jones. Just make everybody feel everything about yeah. this. Yeah. Kingdom of Crystal Skull, Kingdom of Crystal Skull, Indy, yeah. Courtship of Princess Leia, Han Solo, and then his character's name, who I can't remember, yeah, from American Bob, Graffiti. Bob Falfa? Bob Fa- ah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Something real not sexy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a great idea. That's the winner. Ding, ding, ding. The belt closed on this session because that's, uh, that's a winner. Oh, gosh. Yes. Any others, though, that you would, you would see fit to? Uh, yeah, I mean, I think, I don't think I, and I, I could be wrong. I apologize. I did not have time to Google, uh, the, um, I know there's a three and three quarter black series Mara Jade. I don't know if there is a six inch Mara Jade. I think I'm trying to remember if there hasn't been, you know, she's one of the characters that I always did like, uh, from heir to the empire. One of the threads that I really liked. And I know so many people are such a fan of hers yeah. and she's, I think she's one of the real big characters from legends who, who hasn't, you know, reemerged in modern canon yeah uh so i I'd be, i think that would be great i think it would be a, a very popular character indeed so um i'm excited to see what else i got i gotta tell you i gotta tell you when they when they announced the 50th uh, lucasfilm thing and the logo and we kind of covered some of it like uh, great like i love it i obviously this is a company that's made my dreams right uh it fueled my childhood so i, I i'm all there for it. but i you know like i'm not gonna get a lucasfilm 50 t-shirt like what am, what am i gonna do like <laughs> and then these, this figure, even though I don't necessarily want any, uh, all these figures here, uh, other than maybe Jackson. Uh, yeah. Now I'm all in like, let's do it. And you better get a six inch George Lucas at Sabaro. You better get him sitting down having a food court meal. Oh, you know what? I, I would love a Lucas. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. A Lu- there's, there's one photo that I have saved that I just really love. That's uh, Lucas at some Disney event, standing next to a Darth Vader mm-hmm. in a costume. And in Darth Vader's just kind of looking at him like, Did, could you not have dressed more formally, sir? <laughs> <laughs> I want a two pack of that. Yeah. Yeah. You know what the two pack I want with George said? I want George and Bob Iger signing that contract. <laughs> oh no. Painful. No, not because, not because uh, I have any issue with the, you know, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. We've talked about it enough. I, I am happy with Disney Lucasfilm, but Lucas looks so tortured in that photo. <laughs> Sorry, George. <laughs> Sorry, George. We love. You. I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. We love you. All right. Final story of the day: Star Wars is going to celebrate Pride Month with uh, Marvel Comics covers. Uh, we've got. Uh, what do we count here? Four, four, five. Let me look. Uh, we got a, a great uh, list of characters going to uh, grace the cover of these comics in June. Uh, we got Santa Staros for Dr. Aphra number 11, Ray Sloan for Darth Vader 13, Yurika Quill uh, for Bounty Hunters 13, and Jedi twins Tarek and Serret. Uh, this is a variant cover 
on High Republic 6, and Lando Calrissian for Star Wars 14. Uh, great little thing here. Great list of characters. What do you think about all this here, Joseph? Yeah, I think this is absolutely a, a great way uh, to celebrate Pride in in the galaxy far, far away. And I I like the variant cover thing, and I like that you they're doing something kind of different and fun with it. You know, it's a long-time uh, comic book collector who fell off partially because I was of that age where, like, you know, the uh, market kind of exploded because of the popularity of superheroes in films. And then suddenly there was news stories about how valuable, you know, uh, early comic books were. So then, you know, they convinced uh, every sucker kid like me to buy every different, you know, color variation of mm-hmm. a new a number one of a new Batman series and just entirely flooded the market. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's one of the things of like, uh, all right. Okay, I, I, I my love of superheroes has met uh, with a harsh lesson in capitalism. <laughs> Got it. But it's such a tradition of comic books to do things like the variant covers. And the Star Wars ones are so fun that, you know, they have such like uh, kind of artistic and, and fan merit uh, as well as being a, a collectible thing uh, yeah. that it's uh, that I like. I just love the concept of variant covers. Yeah. And it's cool to see them used in a in a meaningful way like this. Yeah, you know, uh, important way. Uh, and just the list of characters here. I mean, I've been railing on about uh, the excellence of Ray Sloan. So for her to get a spotlight um, is is great. Sinistaros. Um, and and just to think for the, the this character of Sana has, has she's grown from making a splash as Sana Solo in that uh, first issue. And the, remember the uproar because we just we just <laughs> assumed one panel of a character saying I'm Han Solo's wife was fact the whole story <laughs> and the, and then outrage exploded from all different angles. Um, yes, yeah, remember the polygamy laws in Star Wars. Yeah, yeah, and 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 I, it was it was my first big lesson too because I. Well, I've never been super, super an angry fan for sure, especially 2014 on Jedi Alliance. But it was one of my first lessons in just take a breath and wait until the story unfolds. <laughs> like, don't don't get in your car and start driving around. Han wasn't married. Was he cheating on her with Leia? You know, just let it go. But from, from that moment, from that point to where that character has grown now, and I think getting uh, even more into the spotlight, especially with Afra. Uh, a great character. So anyways, all these characters uh, mean a lot. Of course, Lando, an all-timer. Um, uh, Erica Quill, you and I are finishing up uh, the Alphabet Squadron series. A great character, intriguing character. So yeah, love all the stuff. Great way to celebrate uh, these uh, characters uh, representing uh, a, such a large portion of Star Wars fans for Star Wars Pride Month. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm really excited. I love what you're saying about Santa. She, does get, she got introduced, yes, as a... Uh, canon hiccup for Han Solo and now she yeah. is so her own character yeah. which is really great um very excited to see you know more art of uh characters from Alphabet Squadron so that I'm really cool excited to just see Erica Quell excited to see them lean into Lando's sexuality because it's mm, you yeah, know yeah. something they kind of have you know absolutely touched on and mm-hmm. you know there's been that discussion of uh well it was kind of implied but not leaned into in the right. solo film um, right. So I'm, I'm happy to see that uh, represented. Um, yeah. And then I think just for me, uh, I'm extremely happy for this. I'm ex- uh, extremely happy for the uh, amount of non-straight characters uh, that are celebrated right now in the publishing. And I'm, I'm looking forward to the day where we see them uh, be prominent on screen as well. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I've, uh, yeah. And you got, and you got a lot of characters and, and, and obviously new characters that can come in at any time, but uh, some characters here that I think um, 
Ray and uh, Ray Sloan and, and Sandstar was uh, top of the list of, of just give us more in terms of storytelling. Um, yeah. For a lot of different wonderful reasons. So, yeah. And I know there have been rumors and rumblings, and, and I think an Afro movie or TV show seems, seems likely in the relatively near future. I would hope so. Yeah, absolutely. So check those out coming in June. I usually get my comics about a month or two after <laughs> I've got to get a little better. Uh, the lockdown pandemic situation kind of stopped me going into the shop there. Uh, so I order them uh, from my shop, uh, Earth to Northridge. It takes I'm a little behind, a little behind. So I'll make a point in June to get out and get these a little bit earlier. Um, that is a look at Star Wars news. We're going to take a quick break and go to your questions. But before we do that, we uh, have our Force Center Recommends, an audiobook we think you should try out on us. Joseph, what do we have? That's right. Speaking of Erica Quill, uh, we are recommending Victory's Price by Alexander Freed, the final chapter in the Alphabet Squadron saga. You can uh, download your free audiobook today. Go to audibletrial.com slash Center. Again, that's audibletrial.com slash Center for your free audiobook. Yes, absolutely. Check it out again. As uh, Joseph said, at audibletrial.com slash force center. All right, we're going to take a quick break. And on the other side, we got some, well, we got some intriguing questions this week. We'll see you then. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. 
So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Hey, Four Center friends, make sure you're keeping up to date on all the great content from Jennifer Landa. Whether it's YouTube, Instagram, or TikTok, you whippersnappers, Four Center's own Jennifer Landa continues to bring you fun, informative, and insightful laughs and moments. Also, Jennifer brings her experience and perspective as a Star Wars-loving mother to her DIY projects, blogs, and more. So be sure to head on over to JennyLanda.com. That's J-E-N-I-L-A-N-D-A.com for articles like how to make your own Darth Maul sneakers or 10 unique Star Wars baby gift ideas. Follow Jen on Twitter and Instagram at Jennifer Landa and on TikTok as Jennifer Landa 1138 Welcome back to Force Center. We've taken care of the news. It's time for the questions. We love taking questions from all of you out there. Uh, Joseph, what do we got? You giggling fool. Sorry, I just appreciated your uh, your mobster phrasing of we've taken care of the news. <laughs> now we're going to make these questions. Sleep with the fishes. It's going to be great. Yeah. Uh, thank you for all the questions, everyone. Always, we always take two from Twitter and two from Patreon. So let's dive into those questions from Twitter from Mike Fink. Uh, Mike says, if you were able, to, yeah, no, uh, if you were able to make a Force Center version of the Calm app with Star Wars sleep stories, what classic Star Wars stories would you narrate to help one fall asleep? Mm. Mm. Uh, I love. I, I have the comment, but I don't use it. But I'm a big uh, ASMR guy. Like I really, really use it for relaxation. Uh, I have for years, even before I knew what it was. So I, I'm unabashedly in that kind of weird uh, corner of the YouTube world, which is a big corner, quite frankly. Uh, once had someone who works at YouTube is like, look, if we didn't mess with the algorithms, the only videos anyone would get recommended would be ASMR videos. That's how big they are. Um, so anyways, I would take the original Star Wars books I had as a kid that the little audio books turn the page when R2 chimes. And I would just uh, have them uh, have them read. Um, and, and I guess you're saying the question is, would, would I narrate? Uh, you, you, Joseph, you and I both get... Uh, uh, comments every now and then that we we have some soothing voices for some folks out there. Some people maybe it's uh, nails on chalkboard, but I, I think we could figure out uh, you know a way to to make this happen. Oh, absolutely! That would be great to just yeah calmly calmly describe. Yeah. And now Kenobi and Anakin's battle on Mustafar. Lava is flowing everywhere. Yeah, and R two chimes. <laughs> Turn the page when Anakin screams, liar. Um, yeah, I think this, this is so great. It was so fun to think about because, uh, there's, you know, Star Wars is an action story. So there's a lot of scenes of conflict. So I was trying to think like, what are actual peaceful scenes to describe in Star Wars? Uh, so I was thinking it'd be fun to narrate the party at the, uh, Endor village, the party at Bright Tree Village at the end of Return of the Jedi. Yeah. And now 
Lando is dancing with Wedge. <laughs> that would be a, a fun one for me. Uh, how about for you? What else? Any particular particular stories you would narrate? Yeah, I, I think you could uh, retell uh, Mandalorian, which is the, you know, this uh, lone wolf and cub story. And you could just really, it's, we already always say, hey, tome poems and what are we, you know, you could really just, uh, you know, and then the mudhorn came charging at him to defend her, Hank. <laughs> Din Djarin, the Mandalorian. I think you could do that. It's a really, it's a nursery rhyme type of story to me. Yeah. Yeah. I, I often, uh, listen to like actual whole audiobooks, uh, mm. you know, to fall asleep. Uh, my wife and I have been listening to like, you know, ambient sounds, yep. uh, kind of things. Uh, and I would be happy to not narrate, but to listen to just an ambient razor crest, you know, where you kind of hear the ship, uh, going through space and, you hear Mando kind of, you know, grunting uh, as he's trying to fix something. And you hear Grogu just, you know, making random noises and, you know, yeah. <laughs> smacking yeah. his little lips while he eats something. <laughs> Love, it. Love it. That would be beautiful. Beautiful. Uh, this is a great idea. I'm, I'm sure yep. uh, it, it'll be coming soon to app stores uh, near us all. Any other thoughts on Star Wars call maps, Ken? Uh, other than I think we need it. Uh, that's this is Mike. You've touched on something that uh, now we must manifest into uh, existence. Exactly. All right. We will move on to uh, from Mike Fink to Swollen Lamppost. We've got some great names asking questions this week. Uh, Swollen Lamppost says, which character do you feel like has had the biggest impact on galactic history without being acknowledged for it? Mm, it's a good one. Who is not getting the glory they need, Ken? Well, I saw Swollen Lamppost open for the Offspring in 97, so great, <laughs> great gig. Um, so I, I went a couple different directions in this uh, uh, with this question here. Uh, I went some that I just think, you know, we, hey, we talk about it. You know, we, we know, we love these characters, but do they really get uh, credit for the impact? And and I'll say, I'm going to general Jan Dodonna. I've always loved, you know, he got a, he's got home base there in star Wars Mon Moth. But now look, I think we give credit. We talk about Mon Moth a lot, but just general star Wars fans. When you see the red haired lady in the white gown, you don't realize that in many ways she is uh, the leader of the rebellion or, or sacrifice so much. I think Lando, I always talk about the trustworthy uh, scoundrel and, and, and the trustworthy traitor almost, uh, and you have to trust him and Lando's acting for himself. And I think Lando, is a, is a great example. And then, you know, the best friend of the galaxy, Chewbacca. Mm. I, I still run as some Star Wars fans who, who, who uh, you know, are loved dearly as friends who are like, hey, Chewbacca doesn't have a personality. He's what he's loyal. What? I'm like, Chewbacca, loyalty is everything in this story. And it's impacts, he impacts uh, major characters. So I think that, so that's my list. I have two others, but uh, uh, a little bit uh, deeper thoughts on, but want to hear some of yours too. Yeah, no, I think just plain old Chewie is great, right? Strip away the joke part of the Chewie should have got a medal. And yeah. and just this is pounding on the table. Chewie deserves the medal, right? Yeah, and I would say loyal, also moral compass. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He roars his feelings uh, and, and supports his friends even when maybe yeah. they're making dubious choices, but he lets them know. Um, we did an episode of, of Star Wars Ranked a, a while back, mm. Uh and I honestly just uh, took some of my answers from back then. Nice. <laughs> One of them being Zev Seneska, who yeah. found Luke and Han on Hoth. Imagine Zev Seneska did not find Luke and Han. That does not go well for the galaxy. Yeah. Um, another one for me is uh, 
uh, a team up of uh, Corday and Captain Typho who came up with uh, the decoy concern, right. the decoy plan at the beginning of Attack of the Clones and and did save Padme's life from that particular Zam Wessel attack. You know, things really don't work out well for the galaxy if uh, if Padme doesn't make it through Attack of the Clones. Yes. Yes. So those are a couple for me, but you got some deeper thoughts. I'm very well, curious about yeah, your deeper yeah. thoughts. Well, I'm gonna you transition from that. I, I, I two characters on the other side of the coin. So I took I took this as a positive question from Swallow Lamppost of oh yeah, you know. But I went the other ways. But I'll start with Padme. And I, look, here's the thing. I think Force Center listeners appreciate Padme. Uh, listening to you and I and Jennifer over the years, we appreciate Padme. I think still in the general public, I, I, I general Star Wars fandom, I, I really want people to. Learn more about Padme. Uh, yes, she she for various reasons, both on screen and off, uh, fades out of the story. And 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 there's some great discussions to be had on, on how that character was handled in Revenge of the Sith. Uh, we we have touched on those, and we'll have those discussions again, especially when E.K. Johnson's third book comes out. Um, but without a doubt, you you once uh, you used the term moral compass, but you once said that about Padme, and I I've never forgotten that. And and especially as we watch the Clone Wars, this is a character that that knew the way forward and stuck to it uh, uh, until she couldn't anymore for various reasons, which I, I can't, again, can't wait to have UK Jones to answer that. So I think she's had one of the biggest impacts on the galaxy. Plus, you know, brought Luke and Leia into the world. <laughs> yes. Yeah, no, I really uh, agree with you highlighting Padme. I mean, in particular, I think I said that moral compass thing. It's really striking when you watch Attack the Clones uh totally watching it as Padme's movie and seeing how she is got her finger on the pulse of not only what is going on in the galaxy and what to be concerned about, but it's also uh, kind of a better emotional guide in the way that she's responding to things uh, than some of our Jedi heroes. Uh, and I think in general in culture, yeah, I think she has been, obviously there are many, many people who love Padme, uh, yeah. us included, but I think, um, the conflict around the prequels when they came out, the cultural debate about, you know, whether or not they're good movies, all that kind of thing. I think the character of Padme has suffered for that, you know? Mm -hmm. And I think even to this day, although I'm a huge, huge fan of rise of Skywalker, I feel like that that would have been a priority for me to find some way to honor Padme mm -hmm. in the, uh, you know, resolution of this Skywalker saga. So I definitely agree with you, you know, Chewie, Chewie finally got his medal <laughs> yeah. on the M that MTV special uh, and in Rise of Skywalker. I think, you know, Padme, Padme needs, needs some more uh, metaphorical medals. Totally agree with that. Totally agree with that. Uh, and then the final one for me, uh, um, uh, I really love this question, this one lamppost, because it can be both fun and silly. But I went the other way. Um, um, I, I put Tarkin. And, and the reason I said not for glory, but I think in story, especially in modern canon, you the Tarkin initiative and Tarkin towns and Tarkin and, and his his dark influence on the story. Um, I think to many he is uh, the old guy who perished in the Death Star, um, and the old guy who who maybe boss Vader around. He is while Palpatine was uh, the start of this and the Phantom Menace, and Palpatine was off not I, ruling the galaxy, but really to me he was like great. I got that I got that LLC set up. I'm gonna go. <laughs> into the unknown regions and i'm gonna unlimited power is my goal i have it i want more and i'm gonna go into to the the mystic realm and and the world between worlds and and, and that's part of what palpatine wants to do yes he's still the, the emperor and he's still running things but i think it's people like tarkin who are really oppressing the galaxy who are really carrying out palpatine's um day-to-day -day desires 
And for that instance, I would just love even more on the influence, negative influence on Tarkin, uh, the man, the myth, and the uh, the Grand Moff in Star Wars. <laughs> the man, the myth, the terror. Yeah, no, I love what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, he is not just another underling, right? Like we mm-hmm. get to see that in that great uh, Clone Wars arc where he is being rescued by the Jedi, and he and Anakin have that that shared sort of brutal whatever it takes to win the war that in the Tarkin novel really uh, emphasizes this, the the culture of his home planet, that he is this figure unlike Palpatine, who is, a, yes, wants power in every way, everything from the just very uh, blatant and political and, you know, uh, corporeal tangible power, but also, you know, weird mystical power. But Tarkin's this figure of uh, his actual just worldview is might makes right. And, you know, I'm stronger. And if I'm stronger than you, then I should crush you and I should win everything always because I'm stronger and better. And that that philosophy, (laughs) I think, informs the empire. Yep. Yep. So, yeah, there you go. Was my answer. Very, very good. Uh, my last one is not as, uh, as deep or as thoughtful as either of yours, uh, but I always think about this person. There's this that great story of Rogue One that is the, the literal passing of, of hope that is represented by the Death Star plans, you know, from all of our main character heroes, you know, connecting everything that needs to be connected so the plans can be beamed to then the actual physical disc. And I always think of that rebel who is trying to get the door open as, as Vader comes and then realizes I can just hand it through the door. Like if that guy had been thinking, you know, selfishly and Mm -hmm. thinking more about getting himself through the door to safety, he might not have thought to like, but the plans are what matter in the big picture, you know? So that rebel always deserves some applause in my mind. Uh, great choice. Yeah, we might have to revisit that Star Wars ranked and do an updated version <laughs> of some characters that have emerged since that moment. Great stuff. Yeah, yeah. All right. Oh, great questions from uh, Twitter friends, and we'll have some more, of course. But now we're going to move on to Patreon. Uh, we got a bunch of great High Republic questions. So first from Brian Tiller. Brian says, I'm really loving these new books. Just finished Into the Dark and enjoyed it a lot. Okay, back to my inquiry. I am listening to the audiobooks. Uh, Markian, or Marchian Rowe, is pronounced Marchian Rowe by narrator Mark Thompson. Strangely enough, I have heard a few interviews with Charles Sewell. Uh, Sewell. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, and he pronounces the characters Markian Rowe. This cracks me up, if not anything. Yeah. A brand new Star Wars character and already mispronounced by two very key people within the delivery of the content. Uh, so I go back to what I hope you may both find a fun discussion. How does this happen? <laughs> is it part of the fun of Star Wars or is it done on purpose? Wink, wink. I think this is a great thing uh, to discuss. Ken, I'll throw this out, out to, to start our conversation. Yeah. Yeah. I do wonder if this one is on purpose. You know, mm-hmm. this is a creative team who knows Star Wars inside and out and mm-hmm. they continue uh, you know, not only the, the the story inside the world of Star Wars and are super knowledgeable about those themes, but I think they're also kind of uh, aware of real world things that have uh, been a part of the legacy of Star Wars. In one of those uh, High Republic interviews, uh, Charles Sewell, uh, I, you know, I had made a deal of it. it's Markian, you know, yeah. that to the point where it makes me feel like maybe this is a choice. Mm. What do you think? Do you think this one's a choice? I love this theory here. Um, let's put on a tinfoil hat. I, I, it's it, it almost. Ha- I mean, 
Look, here's the thing. Uh, Mark Thompson's in a booth far away from all this. And, you know, he probably, how do I say it? And and they decided on that day. That could be as simple as that. But yeah, uh, it, it was like, it, it was clear. Charles Sewell, 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 Sewell. Um, I think it's Sewell. And I always say Sewell because I have a friend. You have a friend. Sewell. Yeah. yeah. No, you have a friend. I, I have a friend. You have a friend. <laughs> No, I don't know. There's a lot of examples of, of that in life where you're like, well, but this person I know says that. Um, and well, this, no, uh, yeah, I, he, it was a deal. It, it, you we were all kind of paying attention. I remember kind of making a mental note. Oh, it's Marcion. I thought it was Marcion. And then the book comes out. It, it is such a part of the tradition. You, you, you and I still will joke. Uh, you were just joking the other day on a, on a Star Wars ranked of Bush, Bausch, Bush with Leia. Like it depends on what playground you were <laughs> that you grew up on. <laughs> So I think there ha- they could be because his he's and we're going to talk a little bit about his character, his family story, maybe or what we know, and it, there could be something going on there. So I, I'm I'm going to back your conspiracy theory play here on this. <laughs> yeah, and I guess for me, it, it, you know, if it was done on purpose, I think it would be uh, being done out of a sense of fun and a sense of tradition. Yeah, so yeah. this isn't a sort of a. a a tinfoil hat theory in that like we've caught him at something is not the way I feel about it at all. Whether it was done on purpose or not, I think it's it's mm-hmm. great. Um, kind of big picture about this mm-hmm. uh, Star Wars tradition of different pronunciations. You know, I think it's kind of important. You know, Star Wars is a fantasy world, but there's always been a lot of little re- realistic world building details. And this always seemed to be an element that Lucas really encouraged or like that makes it feel like the kind of realism that Lucas wants of, you know, in the real world, people say people's names different ways. Um, I think it really supports that from a certain point of view theme of star Wars. Mm. And then also in kind of the bigger picture and and maybe to me, some of the reason that Lucas encourages it, you know, we, we also joke uh, sometimes about in rebels, Ian McDermott saying Ashoka, you know, (laughs) and obviously, Obviously, people who know uh, mm. <laughs> the name Ahsoka quite well were in that recording session. That to me, there's no way that was a mistake. Of whoops, <laughs> yeah. that was allowed. Yeah, you know, it, it, by Filoni, I would imagine. Yeah, could be wrong. I'm not in the recording studio, but to me, I think it is. There's a spirit to it for me that a, a a big idea in Star Wars is you know let's not fall into the Sith trap of rigidity. Right? Let's. Yeah, yeah embrace uncertainty mystery variety let's be open to the idea that we're hearing things from different characters perspectives and you know as much as i love looking up the one true answer Mm -hmm. uh you know and saying it correctly uh sometimes there isn't one correct answer Mm. and that's an important thing to embrace while also enjoying canon and being a canon junkie this is one of those things that that keeps it from being like you know this is a, a living, breathing universe, and yeah. it's good to embrace that in this way. I mean, you're making me feel good for, I still say, CO Bibble. And uh, Alec Backus at Black Series Rebels always says CIO, and we had a little friendly debate about it. So we actually reached out to uh, Matt Martin in the store group, and he said, I, I think it's CIO. I was like, I refuse to accept it. I refuse to accept it. It's CO Bibble. Because I said it's, that my whole life. <laughs> yeah, it's it's CO Bibble to me. I mean, I'll say CIO, you know. Yeah. And then uh, Chando Donna, the plans we got from Princess Leah. Well, that ain't right. But then you got George saying, uh, Leah brings the plans to Han. And that's why. Uh, like uh, Leah says Han for a lot of Empire Strikes Back. Yes. 
you know yeah. and i think that's the thing that people just kind of block out because like it's han we all know that you know it's han. You know it's han. <laughs> leia can't call him han but she does yeah and look and jumping over to the song of ice and fire game of thrones db weiss one of the co-creators of the game of thrones show will say cersei george r, r. martin says cersei lannister every character on the show says cersei except for occasionally Tyrion will say cersei <laughs> and after a while you just gotta go you know it's whatever you're feeling <laughs> yeah and maybe they're building to a story thing where it will be a pivotal moment where um, Markion Rowe is like, it's Markion, damn it. Yeah. <laughs> so great stuff. And it, it's truly part of the fun Star Wars universe. It really is. It really is. Uh, so I will take uh, any tinfoil hat off and get uh, down to this uh, next question uh, from uh, Patron on Patreon. This is actually a double question. Uh, I thought both of them were great. We don't always do that, but since they're all kind of related to the same High Republic uh, discussion points, we're going to tackle both questions. So here we go. Uh, Sean Pisano says, just finished Light of the Jedi. I know. I am behind. We relate. We are often mm-hmm. behind, Sean. Uh, Sean continues, I love the book, and while I had tons of thoughts about the future of the High Republic, I did have two questions that seemed to stick with me. The first, I know in your review that you mentioned the real-world parallels in Light of Jedi to our current times with the pandemic, uh, but I didn't hear much mentioned about one specific situation in the book and how it relates to the real world. I couldn't help but to continually think about the specific decision of Chancellor Sao. Uh, so? <laughs> yep, <laughs> damn it. Ken, yep. how do I say my own name? Uh, <laughs> Scrimgey. Yeah, that's the way my teachers uh, said yeah. it. They thought there was an H in there always. Mm-hmm. Anyway, back to Sean's question. Uh, I couldn't help but to continually think about the specific decision of Chancellor So to shut down the hyperspace lanes and how this is a very similar situation that our U.S. governors are in. The restrictions are in place to ensure safety, but there's also an effect on commerce and the economy. I just thought it was extremely interesting how Seoul really highlighted the difficulty in making those tough decisions and how So uh, had to find the right balance in this situation. Curious of your thoughts. Yeah, yeah this was a, definitely one of the things that, you know, made it feel like it was um, speaking uh to to some of the events in our real world uh we're gonna dive into this we're gonna talk star wars obviously but you know there is the possibility since this is what sean is asking that we'll tip into a little bit of a real world uh, opinion as well which you know we, we try to be not do too much uh but you know that is to me the nature of art it does speak to the real world and every once in a while that means uh, we dance into real world stuff as well so what do you think ken what, what are your thoughts on this Oh, man, this is an easy one. No, um, I love the complications of this. And that's one of the parts of the book I did love. And, yeah, if we if we didn't go too deep into it, it's only because, number one, the book is so full of wonderful ideas. But you can't help but read that. And they did say, you know, remember some of the Light of the Jedi stuff and, and the High Republic stuff got pushed back just enough. Not enough where I, I felt they were like, hey, let's layer in all this stuff. But Sola said, like, no, there's some 2020 in this book. Uh, and whether or not that was specific, I, I would love if there's interviews out there. I'd love to see it. If, if not, maybe I'd love to get Soul's little details, on, thoughts on it if, if he wants to share. It is complicated and it should be complicated. Um, it is hard. And I don't have this experience. I have other experiences. And, and I talk about the old job uh, as a director of public safety for 17, well, 12 of 17 years in the business. And, and I, Joseph, Joseph, I'm putting a timer on myself to not tell. <laughs> But I, I and a lot of times I get defended. Well, I used to never tell people what that job was, why I had it, and and it's because you know stereotypes and and the job has a has a stupid side to it. And and like, oh, you you did that, you you did security at a mall, did you deal with um, shoplifting at Claire's? It's like no, I didn't. I dealt with 
organized retail crime stealing $20,000 at a time, but also <laughs> I, I, I've handled several mass evacuations and, and you have to, this balance, there was a, an, an incident on third in Fairfax. I was over at the Grove farmer's market for three and a half years as the director over there. Um, a sheriff deputy come run, comes running on property, says, you, we need, grabs one of my officers, says, you need to get everyone out of here. There's a hostage situation on this bus parked right here in third and Fairfax, which is five o'clock on a Friday. And, mm. and, and, and we think there's a bomb on the bus. I mean, it sounds like a movie. And so we, we'd evacuate. And, and the only information you can tell people is get out of here. That's the only thing you can tell them. Get out of here for your safety, please. And you try to be nice about it and you're going to get a bevy of complaints because people are at a bar at a, at drinking wine. They've got a concert going on the patio and, and no one wants to go. And the other flip side of, of all the bomb threats I've handled, and there was one particular one on a Friday night where we found a device or we had a bomb dog on staff as our security department. It didn't hit on the device, but it was a suspicious device we'd never seen before. Bomb squad comes out. Police captain turns to me and says, we recommend that you evacuate everyone right now. You have to make that call. Because, you know, liability reasons, all these kind of red tape things. So, you know, you got and it's not just the safety of the people. I got a movie theater with 10 screens 100 yards from this location of this device. I've also got, uh, you know, families running their, you know, it's shutting down Victoria's Secret isn't concerned for me. They're going to be OK. But shutting down the Jordanian family I've known for five, six years, whose entire family runs uh, two carts and that's their life savings. A Friday night business is, you know, it pops in your brain. Mm-hmm. And I think to boil it all down, Joseph, we, we evacuated every time because you want to do something for the good of the people. However, I think some of the hope is if we all come together, what does is, what is Chancellor So say? You know, we, we are all us, sir. We are all the Republic. We are all, yeah. we are all the Republic. Your hope is, hey, we have to do something. Can And, and it's going to affect everybody. If we all come together on this, maybe what we have to do is not as long <laughs> of, of a thing, right? Uh, and it won't affect us as much if we all come together for one common good. And that's where it breaks down uh, for me, because then you go to an individual and say, hey, we need you to leave. And they're like, no, I'm drinking my wine and listen to a concert. F you. And 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 that and 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 that's where it breaks down for me, where the, it's a tough decision. And I'm a little heartbroken by sometimes as individuals and, and a lack of uh, compassion, not just compassion, but can we work together? And it's complicated. There's a big business dispute in Burbank that's getting news, national headlines. Uh, of a of a bar that refuses to shut down, and the owner will say, "Well, look, I'm going to lose my life savings anyways. I'm going out without a bang," which I I understand and sympathize. But also, they're holding literal super spreader parties, <laughs> broadcasting, and it's yeah. been this focal point on this battle in Burbank, where you're damned if you do, damned if you don't, and and a leader has to make a decision that they feel in the time is is with the information they have that they can't necessarily share. My timer ran up. God. <laughs> well, look, I'll give you some more time. I mean, no, no, and it's so all let's say. I, I don't want it. It's not. It's it, it, it's it's not. It it shouldn't be easy. And 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 some of the problems are. I show up and I have a radio and a and a security team, and I say you need to shut down and leave. I'm I'm hoping you trust me, and then because of a lot of different factors, you don't trust me. Not me, but you don't trust the position I'm in. And I don't, yeah. I don't have a, I, I understand that and I understand where that comes from. And I understand in the Star Wars story, uh, Chancellor So saying, hey, I'm a politician, I'm a leader, and I'm up here and you probably think I'm in an ivory tower. And chances are I probably live in an ivory tower because that's probably where the chancellor stays. And I'm asking you in the, in, in, to not take your little freighter with your life savings and hopes to get to the place you need to go. And I understand that you don't trust me. That's That's just the – the politics of politics, I guess. And it, and it shouldn't be easy. And, and reading this, and Sean asked this question, reading this book, that's why I, I love this book so much is it made me think, and it made me sympathize 
all sides and, and wow, this is tough and shutting down the hyperspace lanes, but shutting down planets and business and survival. We're seeing it in the other stories, uh, stranded and in, into the dark. They're stranded. They can't leave. And then all of a sudden they can leave and it's complicated. And uh, I, I, I think it's okay to say it's complicated. Yeah, no, you, you said a, a bunch of great things. I'm, I'm glad that you, uh, you went beyond your timer. <laughs> uh, ding, 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 ding. <clears throat> Yeah, yeah. I'm, uh, I have never been a yeah. security guard, but I had to close uh, Kinko's uh, twice in Minneapolis. He's, yeah. He was at the base of the IDS center, you know, one of the you know most prominent uh, buildings in Minneapolis. Oh, yeah. And you know, I literally had to close it because Kinko's at that time closed so rarely. It was like it guarded ancient secret, physically, literally, how to close the building. <laughs> you know, and that is always yeah. a, a you know a weird choice to say we're so used to just commerce moving forward as it is to yeah. you know people's normal lives moving forward how it is that even if you're doing it uh, out of the best reasons for the absolute safety to m- absolutely make sure that nobody immediately gets hurt there's still that like uh, how how dare we disrupt yeah. life as it as it goes on um yeah all totally understandable all i think all great things uh, to be wrestling with in real life and i loved the way the book wrestled with it yeah uh because i, I mean the way the book wrestled with it uh, i think is the way that i want to see it wrestled with in real life and I think you said a, a bunch of important things that this book is about this idea of we are all the Republic. Yeah. Uh, Chancellor. So is trying to get people on board with that idea. And a part of that idea means we are all the Republic when things are going great. And we are all the Republic when things are going bad. Yeah. And I'm not selling to you that I have all of the answers and everything will always be great. I'm selling you the idea that we should help each other through difficult times. Mm. And that includes making difficult decisions together with some amount of trust that we're all working together to make things uh, the best for everyone. That, mm. that let's get through this crisis with a we uh, perspective rather than an us against them perspective. And I feel like in the book, uh, Chancellor So was trying to come at it from that perspective of that. Yeah. Okay, I can't open things up before I am sure that that won't cause imminent death. Because, of course, of course, as a leader, I have to prevent imminent death. Yep. Imminent death is also not great for the economy, right? I mean, what's going to do to those lanes if there's just constant explosions and, and people don't ever trust hyperspace again? Yep. But then she is also responding to the, like, yeah, um, we're trying to expand to the outer rim right now. We're trying to, tr- you know, get these people to trust that we're there to help them. If we can't, if they're cut off from supplies and food, that's not going to be good either. So yeah. we've got all these problems. They're all tied together. They're all important. So let's find a way to kind of move forward and balance it. Yeah. And then what I really appreciated about the book, and this is absolutely interpretation and people can disagree with me, mm-hmm. that, the figures that are pushing to reopen the lanes as fast as possible are Senator Is it Nor of Sereno and uh, the Secretary of Transportation of the Republic, uh, Jeffo Lorelia. Um, and he is a, a moon. Mm. Um, those characters are both from wealthy <laughs> yeah. societies. Those are characters that you can potentially read in Star Wars as. Uh, figures who are more concerned about their wealth 
you know, and I think that to me is an important part of the decision. And I think that's what so is balancing in our conversations with them of like your great real world example of, yeah, that Jordanian family, that is the concern. Yeah. Apple <laughs> yeah, yeah. losing a few bucks is not a concern, you know? Um, and I think that she is, you know, these little moments of these discussions of like, yes, of course the economy needs to to keep going and we need to get to supplies to the outer rim. Yeah. And I'm of course going to listen to, uh, is it nor and Jeff O'Lorelia, but I'm also going to double check. Are they coming at this from a, uh, a me, mm-hmm. <laughs> not we perspective? Are they coming at from, from this is affecting our bottom line and we want our money. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, and, and that, I think that has been, you know, people can advocate for the same things for different motivations. And that can be really difficult of if you're advocating for, we need to find a balance to keep people safe from immediate danger while also opening up the economy to keep people safe from long-term harm. Yeah. Great. If you're advocating for, I make money from transit and you're not moving fast enough, that it's not as important. Yeah. Yeah. No, no. I, that, yeah. yeah. And that's a, that's a Star Wars opinion in a, in a real world opinion, which I respect that people have a right to disagree with. Yeah. Well, look, and I'm not, look, if, if, if the, if the ca- captain of the, of the space freighter who is saying, look, you shutting me, shutting down the hyperlanes causes me to lose, lose my, not just my job, but like my life savings, my, my, that I, I don't say I don't think that person's being selfish inherently. And I, I and I, you know, no, not in the slightest. Yeah, and, not in the slightest. I mean, and I think like you know what what the book is celebrating yeah. is like well the republic's working well now so the way they would handle that is here's some money, <laughs> right? Not risk your life in hyperspace lanes that we don't know are safe. Exactly, and and that's what I think the book did such a good job because it could just put yourself in Chancellor So's spot. You know, like so you're telling that that space freighter freighter captain like. Uh, totally totally but if we don't do this uh, a million people on a starship might die or two million on uh, two billion on a planet might die because the pieces of that starship going to the planet and then they're going to come back with well you're, there's no guarantee that that's going to happen yes you're right but if it happens <laughs> and so there goes and i think the book just really really did make it so wonderfully real world um that that you just you want to stop and think about it and analyze all sides and um you know that's a tough spot to be in yeah, absolutely. And I think uh, for me, a final thing, I think what I really liked about it is it, it had this sense of realism that Chancellor uh, so knew that, okay, well, my getting buy-in on this argument that we are all the Republic, you know, is going to be affected by how I handle this. That's just a, a political reality. So I do need to be aware of that. Uh, but there was also just a, it, there was no us or them about it from her perspective right it's these are both problems there is the threat of immediate death Mm -hmm. if the hyperspace lanes are still full of debris so need to handle that and yes absolutely we need to get supplies we need to help people financially these are all problems the only question is how do we best address them there's no it's not one or the other for her you know and i think that's a really um healthy and and you know they're doing so much work for both the jedi and the republic to just to show an idea of what, how do things work when, when everything's flowing, you know? Yeah. Which is why, again, I, I've just been blown away by this high Republic series. It just takes some high whiz bang Star Wars adventure. And, and then just same with like the prequels, just really uh, digging into some real world stuff. It's, it's part of when, when Star Wars really clicks for me 
And that's why I love that book. Light of Jedi deserves a reread. Yeah, absolutely. Great question, Sean. Uh, and Sean has a second part of his question uh, that is uh, diving into the Star Wars lore of it all. Second, there were several allusions to Marquion Rose family history. What do you think the Jedi did to have such a negative effect on his family? Do you think his lineage could be tied to Sith from centuries past? Where do you go with this, Ken? We had that uh, mysterious purple object in, uh, yeah. in Marquion Rowe uh, ruminating on he knows what the Jedi are all about. How did you feel about that? So in reading it and in those, in those moments, I took it a little bit more, I don't want to say similar to Cassidy Andor, it's not, but just that idea of, yeah, I distrust the Jedi because I was maybe on the other side of them. <laughs> uh, and other people have a different point of view of them than I do. I think I, 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 think I, I took it as that. But I'm, I'm definitely intrigued of, of some lineage being tied to dark side users or, or Sith. And, and I'm not in a huge race to get the Sith, not the dark side, but the Sith directly involved with the High Republic era. Um, but uh, I, I think there could be something there. I, I love this idea. But I, I do kind of overall go on to this like the Jedi, whether intentional or not, gone done something bad to the Roe family. Yeah. Yeah. I think there's very much a possibility that, yes, his family was uh, caught up in uh, being the sort of, um, uh, you know, uh, collateral damage of some kind yeah. in you know, a, in an act that was otherwise, you know, righteous from the Jedi perspective. I think that's always an interesting story. Uh, this is just kind of nerdy headcanon, maybe uh, maybe beyond headcanon to uh, just uh, what I would like to see happen. They have mentioned in the High Republic in various books a couple times uh, the times of the Jedi-Sith Wars, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. almost in the same way that a, there was a bunch of little drops of mentions of the High Republic and other Star Wars storytelling before it was even revealed. Mm -hmm. So there, uh, there's a part of me, especially since there's some that, you know, purple object seems to be a part of that family history. Yeah. Um, that I think it would be a really cool story if uh, Rose family was caught up in the Jedi-Sith Wars somehow. Mm. And, you know, maybe they come from a place that was uh, ravaged uh, because the Jedi and the Sith brought their war uh, to their planet in that purple object isn't in maybe it's Jedi, maybe it's Sith. Maybe it's just some sort of weapon Oracle of, of neutral force power left over from the war. Uh, I think that would be interesting. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. The, yeah. He, he, Mark, 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 Marcion Rowe is, is, is absolutely one of my favorite characters in the high Republic. It's just something about him um, that I'm not rooting for. I want to find out more. Yeah, yeah, and I think the one of the things that Light of the Jedi did uh, so in such a satisfying way is really tell the story that Sean was asking about of this initial incident in all of its, uh, from all these points of view, from individual Jedi to, you know, individual people just trying to make their way through the galaxy to these big political questions, but then it was also just this great, you know, uh, genre adventure seal cliffhanger of oh what's the spooky thing that Marcian Rowe has Marcian Rowe and why does he hate the Jedi we'll yeah. find out in the next chapter mm, it's totally. just a really great balance yeah Excellent. Great questions from uh, Sean, Brian, Swollen, and Mike. Thank you all for the really fun questions. That's it for uh, the cues, Ken. Uh, they, and I should I should point out, uh, in both incidents I mentioned, no actual bomb was uh, there. There was a hostage situation on the bus. The other one was a sprinkler part that got dug up and no one had seen before in their lives. <laughs> well, in, uh, okay, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm going to ask, do you regret it? No, 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 no. Because, uh, you know, uh, we had a bomb dog. We sniffed on it. Nothing. No hit. Great. But hey, 
we got a good due diligence. Uh, Bomb Squad comes out. Yeah, we don't. Can you identify this device? No, we cannot. We even asked the groundskeeping crew. Can do you identify? No, because it was found in shrubbery. No, nope, no one can identify. All right, they, the robot comes out. Uh, I've, I've been involved with the LAPD bomb squad robot about 10 times in my life. The little robot comes out. Johnny five is alive. They do the whole thing. They blow it up. Um, we evacuate all of the, the mall on a Friday night. We're a hundred yards from the movie theater. It's on Friday night, at 7 PM, all of it in the middle of it. Kids launch firecrackers down the half the block in the middle of this. We all thought we died. <laughs> Never seen mean 30 officers duck and hit the asphalt as fast. You boom. And it was, it was a crazy night. They blow it up, we break it up, and it was a deep, deep, like, PVC pipe of this sprinkler underground. And, and just, like, it seems sounds like what anyone could have said that. But it was a PVC pipe with wires coming out of each side with a little <laughs> device in the middle of it. It couldn't have – so, yeah, all that started. But at the end, of, you drive home, and you're like, you know what? But it also could have been what it was, you know? And you just don't know. You make, yeah. you make the gut decision, and you stick with it. And, and you're – First responsibility is keep people safe, right? Yes. I had had, you know, I know you want to watch the latest superhero s- spaceman movie, but I'm going to need you to go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's tough. And, and, and the question always comes back. Well, why? I really can't tell you because you're not going to process that information properly and you're going to create more panic. Yes. Yes. I can see how this would have been really, really challenging. Yes. Yeah, so, uh, you know, I'm glad I am a security guard who will not give you information, uh, but please leave your screening of uh, Thor to the dark world. Yes. yes. Um, and this is why I'm glad my full time job now is talking about Star Wars and silly things on the Internet. Star Wars and silly things. We talked about a lot of silly things. We talked about uh, the way Star Wars handles some really big, difficult uh, questions uh, in the galaxy far, far away. Thank you all for all those great questions. Indeed, and you can uh, send us your questions. We've got a pinned tweet. We're on Twitter at Force Center Pod. We update that pinned tweet every now and then to get more new questions. We're on Instagram and YouTube as well. Facebook page is Force Center Podcast. Podcasts available on several spots, including Anchor, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, and now Amazon Music. And don't forget Spotify. Um, some cool, perhaps maybe even uh, uh, new things coming down with Spotify podcasts and everything. Stay tuned for things going on with them. Uh, merch is at tpublic.com slash user slash force center. Patreon.com slash force centers where you can support us directly. In fact, during this show, we actually got a new Patreon supporter. So shout out to Tyler. Tyler just became a Patreon supporter as we're recording. So look at that. Uh, you can follow me at Cadnapsock or go to cadnapsock.com. Uh, one of the uh, charities uh, highlighting something we highlighted over Good People Association. And um, uh, we want to talk about the website. Uh, for me, uh, I'm nominating uh, Stop AAPI Hate.org. Uh, which is an organization that's raising awareness and, and having resources and also taking donations to uh, stop Asian hate. Uh, the incident this past week um, highlighted um, uh, the, just the overall uh, situation with uh, violence against uh, Asian people and Pacific Islanders uh, uh, here. Uh, so uh, that's something uh, we over at Good People donated to and, and I'm highlighting it here now. Uh, and I will absolutely second that. I think that is a very, very uh, important and I'm great that you highlighted that, Ken. Uh, thank you, sir. And you, sir, where can they find you? 
Yeah, you can find me Twitter and Instagram at Joseph Scrimshaw, and you can check out all of my other comedy adventures, comedy albums, my other podcast, Obsessed, uh, links to uh, the television show uh, Tigtone, which you can now watch on HBO Max streaming if you get a few seconds in between uh, your multiple viewings of the Snyder Cut of Justice League, which I'm looking forward to yeah. watching myself. Uh, you can check out Tigtone. That's it for me on my website, josephscrimshaw.com. That is it for Joseph, me, and Markion Marcion Rowe, who was probably friends with C.O. Sio Bibble. Uh, thank you all for your questions. Thank you all for listening. We'll see you next time here on Force. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 